Hello, Bridge Builders! I'm here with some exciting news. The first volume of interviews is now available on Amazon.com. The link can be found at eatlunchandboardgame.com. I promise that all proceeds from sales of this book will go right back into this podcast and channel. Whether that is new and better audio equipment for the podcast, or video equipment for the YouTube channel, or even more games to review, the money will not be wasted. Click over to Amazon and get your copy of Eat Lunch and Board Game, the first course today. And thank you for supporting the show. Welcome back to Electric Board Game. I'm your host, Adam Collins, and with me today is game enthusiast and print shop owner, Brian Welch. How you doing, Brian? I'm doing great. Yeah, thanks for having me. Oh, no, great. I, I'm glad you could come on. Um, as we were talking before I hit record here, um, I'm very active on Facebook, not necessarily as active as I should be promoting my brand or anything, but I am active enough on Facebook with board games that I get all kinds of... Uh, targeted facebook ads <laughs> and one came up for a, a shop called meepleshirts.com and i had to take a look and that's how i found you <laughs> so whoever's doing your marketing and your uh, facebook ads they're working good, good. Uh, good so yeah uh i bought i'm wearing it not that anybody can uh see it while we're on the uh, podcast here, but I'm wearing my coffee and board games t-shirt uh, because those are two very important things to me. Board I games and coffee. I don't know how people start the day without <laughs> without coffee. I I don't know what I don't know how that works. I don't want to try to figure it out. <laughs> so, uh, for people who don't know you, which might be a lot of people, uh, who are you and what do you do for the gaming community? All right, so uh, I've um. You know, I've pretty much been a business owner my, my whole life. Prior to um, what I do now, uh, I used to own SuperheroStuff.com. Uh, so a lot of people may have heard that. It's a much bigger entity than what, what, uh, I'm, what I currently run. Um, you know, we, 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 we used to go to all the big Comic-Cons. We used to have a huge booth, uh, sold a ton of superhero T-shirts. Um, you know, it's, it's, it's really almost everything I've done in my career has, has been catering to, to one, one or more of my many hobbies. Um, and, you know, I, in addition to board games, surprise, surprise, I also read comic books and <laughs> like superheroes and, you know, all, all the fun, awesome, geeky stuff that goes with it. Um, so we ran that for a long time, um, sold it in 2018. Uh, and I really, you know, that was really a glorified, retail store um not you know it was you know in other words we didn't produce our own products we were buying from suppliers and reselling them to other people um but it was a lot of fun uh it was you know it was a, it was a big 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 life change to move on but i really became fascinated with the whole process of printing and making the product um so i took about a week off and after I, I sold that business and then i i started a print shop um, a whole of, week yeah a whole week it was a glorious week. week of vacation and half of that week was planning the print shop so it was it was just more of it's been a week on the couch planning the next the next thing uh, <laughs> well but, done 
Yeah. So the but the print shop when you start out, you have no business. You know that you're you're sure. just a guy with with a whole bunch of expensive equipment that you're learning how to use. Uh, so I thought, well, I have all these other hobbies. Why don't I? I, I know e-commerce really well. Let's combine everything and, and do you know do some other stores. Uh, Meeple Shirts isn't my only one. I, I have a store for home brewers and beer stuff and you know, all kinds of little niche stores. It's not our primary business anymore. Uh, our primary business is really working with other businesses and printing their their stuff. But we still do quite a bit through it. Um, and they're you know they're certainly probably the most fun aspect of the business because I get to I get to cater to my hobbies. It's kind of a brutal. Um, in some ways, because we do this monthly board game giveaway, uh, and it's so painful. Like every month, you hope like that nobody's going to claim the game, <laughs> or like please, please don't pick that one game. And of course, that's the game they pick, and um, they always somebody always ends up claiming it, and you just have this big pile of board games that you can't play and have to keep in good condition. I mean, there there are worse problems. There are, yeah. <laughs> So, how did you get into uh, board gaming? I started off as a more of a D and D kid. So, in um, I don't know, I was pretty young, and my cousins introduced. You know, I was reading comics, and then my cousins introduced me to the Red Box, the Advanced Dungeons and Dragons. Um, I just fell in love with it. It was just super, super fun. So, I spent most of middle school and high school in D and D groups playing. Um, Mostly, you know, back then it was the late 80s, early 90s, uh, so it was second edition. It was what I played a ton of. And it wasn't really until the very end of, like, my high school career that we got into Axis and Allies and Magic. But that's really as deep as I went into board games back then. It was just kind of, you know, there, there was always games at the comic shop, but I played Axis and Allies, Magic, when it first came out. Uh, I still play it now, but I, I was able to jump in when that game you know, first came out. And uh, yeah, but it was D and D was you know a love forever. But then my whole group that I played with kind of went to college, moved away. Everybody got on with their lives, and I started a family. And I didn't think I could ever rope my wife into D and D, but I thought I could probably find some cool games that I would enjoy playing <laughs> that she would also play, and. So I just started buying games, and I, I just took the deep dive into <laughs> board gaming. I, I discovered Board Game Geek. I started listening to Dice Tower and all kinds of other podcasts and just obsessing over board games. And every other week, there's a Kickstarter showing up. And she's like, you know, I thought this was just going to be a casual you know, family thing we were going to do. It's like, sure, it's casual. They're casually dropping the package off on the front porch, and I'll classically put in the pile of I haven't played these yet. <laughs> yeah, I, I had an email yesterday or yesterday telling me that a UPS tracking number has been issued for me. And I'm like, for what? <laughs> Guess I'll find out tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure it's one of the uh, Kickstarters that uh, I forgot about. It'll be showing up tomorrow. And I'll be like, oh, right, this game. Yeah. Yep, it's great. And I, you know, my wife's you know it's not as she likes uh, she you know simpler games. Azul's her favorite, uh, but I love playing those as well. They're you know they're they're super easy. Yeah, uh, my kids Azul's love a great game. games. Um, and then you know now now we go on camping trip. You know, most of our vacations are taking the camper somewhere and just playing board games all weekend. So it's pretty awesome. 
Yeah, uh, we went on vacation and we picked games that are specifically smaller, um, smaller, lighter games uh, that we take with us. We took uh, Millborn, you know, good old mm-hmm. car racing uh, card game. And then the uh, from Paquetto, the Mint games, like the Mint 10 games. Uh-huh. And so we took, oh my gosh, all of them last time. And my son and I played two of them while we were out at night in the cabin while the wife was getting the little one to bed. My son and I are, you know, at the dining room table playing, you know, mint cooperative, you know, and mint control. So yeah, I get it. It's all about, you know, finding the right game for the right time. Yep. (laughs) What games do you take when you go camping? Uh, we, we always take Azul. Uh, we always take Carcassonne. Um, that's, that's uh, been a family favorite for a while. Take it to ride. Um, you know, and then the rest are kind of rotated in and out. Like this last, we just <laughs> went this last trip and we took Wingspan and Terraforming Mars and uh, uh, Star Wars Outer Rim. Those are some pretty heavy ones. Yeah. Yeah, she sits out for those. So we'll, we'll play a round of Azul <laughs> and then she'll go off to the side and then me and the boys will break out something else. <laughs> yeah. yeah, we uh, Ticket to Ride, what we've been playing a lot of lately is those city ones that they just put out. Uh-huh. Like the, the New York, London, and Amsterdam. And so because they're a smaller footprint, they play faster, but they still have the ticket to ride feel to them. Sure. Um, yeah. th- those are great little little quick hits. So, yeah, we <laughs> I couldn't imagine taking Terraforming Mars out camping. Aren't you afraid you're going to lose something? Yeah, but uh, I don't know. <laughs> it is kind of ridiculous. I mean, it, well, Outer <laughs> Rim's even more table space. So you're you're out in the middle of this campground, like with the entire picnic table filled with pieces and, and spaces, <laughs> and terrified of the the, the tiniest wind blowing <laughs> blowing. Yeah, like it goes to wind and phew. yeah, yeah. Hey, honey, got to buy another copy again. Uh, yeah, yeah. It is a risk, but we we do we dive straight in. Nothing wrong with uh, with that, but yeah, I can't I can't imagine taking something like terraforming Mars or Wingspan and playing it outside. But that's just me. That's just me. <laughs> <laughs> so, what is your current favorite game? If I traveled over to your house in middle of nowhere, Pennsylvania, what game are you currently obsessed with? It's so tough because again, it depends on the group I'm playing with. But I did just play Emotep for the first time, and I loved that game. Um, so I can't wait to play it again. We started a board game group and it meets at my print shop actually. Um, so somebody just introduced that to game, but most often is wingspan and terraforming Mars. We play that, you know, it's probably the, the games that get to the table most often right now. Um, terraforming Mars. I played a ton when it came out and then I took a long break and then I got obsessed with it again. So it's, did you buy that big box with all the 3d, I didn't. And, no, I just um, have the, the original generic. Uh, but someday, <laughs> if I find it. <laughs> Life goals right there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so let's get this out of the way real quick. How do you pronounce the settlers of... Catan. Oh, no. Yeah. All right. Well, we'll go ahead and push on past that one then. <laughs> uh, Interview over. Nice to meet you. All right, thanks for coming on today. Click. Okay. Uh, so uh, when I started this podcast, it was because, you know, I played a lot of board games with my coworkers. And uh, what I found to be awesome about that was the communication. You know, it helped 
my company, which was very segmented and kind of punched holes in those walls, broke down the silos, whatever business, whatever big business uh, terminology you want to use. But it really did a lot for our company and bringing, uh, you know, people from other divisions together. Um, so having the print shop, though, do you play games at lunch? I mean, you put, I mean, you got all the, the table space out there. You could set up a heck of a game. Yeah, we do occasionally, but not as much as you think. Um, we do have like uh, every Wednesday I buy lunch for everybody. We have uh, we call it our lunch and learn session, and usually there's you know we'll we'll have lunch, we'll throw something geeky on the TV. Uh, our our print shop's a little little different in that it's um, it's set up with it's the the area where customers might meet us is rather small. So I, I I own two companies. I own the print shop and I own a web design company. They're all at the same building, uh, and everybody that works for me works for both both companies for the most part. But it's a small area. Uh, where, where customers can meet us and so we had no room for a conference room. So when you walk in, it's just a full custom bar that we had uh, a friend build. Uh, we have a big tap system. Um, so if you want to come talk to us about a print job or a web design project, uh, you belly up to the bar uh, and one of us acts as your bartender. We pour you a beer, we have a beer, and we sit there and we talk about uh, about what, what what you're looking for. And yeah, hopefully after two or three beers, we can encourage you to spend more than you were originally planning to spend. <laughs> but, no, but, you know, it sounds like a great uh, idea for a print shop. I mean, I'd show up and be like, I don't need anything, but let's let's talk and uh, yeah. let's have a beer. Yeah, we, and uh, I'll buy that uh, I'm always red t-shirt uh, over there and uh, I'll take a beer. Yep. <laughs> what, color, a, well, what color do you go towards? Green. 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 What is it? I'm telling you, everybody's saying green right now and it's kind of funny i'm like yeah. man can't have all my friends together at the same time there's only one green so it's funny uh, i never really cared until my <laughs> wife vehemently cared about being red you know so like <laughs> i never cared and all of a sudden it was like you know she'd flip out if anybody would dare to take red and i was like fine i'm green then <laughs> and, and now now i care but i don't know why i care i just i yeah. I, I put my flag in the sand and i staked my color and now there you uh, go now it's now it's a problem when a game comes up and there's no green. Like I have no color. I have no idea what to play. Yeah, yeah. So it's funny. Uh, one of my other buddies is a game designer. He said his favorite color is black. And why it's funny is his game has six colors and none of them are black. <laughs> and I'm like, you designed your own game, and your own color is not in it. And he's like, it's a good. That's a that's a good point. No, it is not. Like, <laughs> I never noticed. Yeah. Yeah. I'm like, okay, you know. I made sure red was in my game. Um, green is in the expansion uh, or the extension pack. So uh, my game plays four out of the box. Green and white are the two colors if you go to six player. Oh, what, what so, game did you create? Uh, so a coworker, like I said, we uh, started playing every day at launch. So then we started using our coworkers as play testers. And uh, so we did a game called Fences. Colors are yellow, blue, purple, and red. And then white and green are the two colors if you go to the six player. So, oh, cool. Yeah. Maybe one of my friends, Matt, because green's his color and green's not my game. So he had to buy the extension just to, I'm like, it's just, just to charge you $15 <laughs> more, you know? That's right. <laughs> so, whatever it takes, right? So, if you were going to play a game that took a lunch hour, a 60 minute game, what is your go to 60 minute game? Um, Carcassonne probably. 
you know, I think Classic. You, yeah, you can get that done in less time. But I, I've I've been playing that game for so long, and I think people. It's funny, cause, like I said, during the pandemic, we started a, a board game group in our area, and it was all virtual. And then uh, as soon as kind of we could meet, I offered up my place as the meeting spot, and we we have like six to eight like seasoned gamers that come, and none of them played Carcassonne, so I put it out on the table, and they were all like. Well, I've seen it all the time, but it just looks so dated. They're all, you know, probably 15 years younger than me. And they're like, eh, I know it's a classic, but it looks so dated. So I never picked it up. I'm like, look, you got to. And then they play it like, oh, this is much better than I thought. This no, really is and, a good game. And, you know, so I Carcassonne is one of my top five. No question. Um, I have all the expansions and stuff that I can find stateside. Um, I did find a German website. That I could buy all the crazy stuff that's not available in the United States. And I haven't done it all yet because it's like $200 worth of junk that I don't have. I I mean, I don't know how to hide a $200 purchase from my wife, you know. (laughs) So so if I ever find a way, um, there's a great website where you can buy. I don't know if you get into the expansions or anything like that. Um, But I'm telling you, a lot of them are a lot of fun. Um, My favorite's the castle. That's what I heard I do have a few. I don't have Castle, but I heard that's the one to have. That it's the best. I one. like Castle and I like Hills and Sheep. Yeah, there's something about Hills and Sheep. I just I love Hills and Sheep. I love Castle. Um, I was kind of mad when they changed the artwork this last time, but I get it. You know, right? They, they wanted to make it their own. So, um, in case you've never read it, there's a book called The Book of Carcassonne by Steve D and Dan Shard. Oh yeah, never heard of it. I mean, I it never is a it is a riot. Huh. Uh, I bought it because uh, the pandemic, and <laughs> I was just devouring books about board gaming. And this book is hilarious. Uh, also, gives a lot of good strategies and tips and stuff stuff that you probably already know. But like, just the 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 commentary of the two guys talking, uh, you know, in the book, and it's it's a riot. It's it's a, totally worth. I want to say it was like 10 bucks on Amazon, maybe 12. I don't know. It wasn't much. Um, showed up. I read it to my son as a uh, bedtime story. Um, that's how I bill a lot of this stuff to my wife is, oh, no, no, this is for the son and I to read at bedtime. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so that was one that we, we read. It was really funny. He's got a couple other books that are pretty good, too. Uh, Tales of Carcass or uh, Tales of Carcassonne, I think is what it's called. Um, so yeah, those are pretty good. So if you like Carcassonne, which it sounds like you do, I okay. highly recommend that book. Cause it's, I, I love Carcassonne. Uh, like I said, top five oh. of my games. Yeah, me too. I love it. It's, it's awesome. I mean, I'll throw Catan up there. I don't care. A lot of people, again, a lot of people like you're saying the game's old, you know? Yeah. It's 25 years old and still selling millions of copies a year because it's a freaking great game. Yeah. Um, what ruined that game for me? I, I I used to love it, but it was probably the first like hobby board game I introduced to my kids, and the trading aspect. It would be like it, no nobody's paying attention to what anybody's picking up, and it would the game would last for four hours because it was constantly like wolfer wolfer for wood, wolfer wood. Anybody? Anybody? Sheep? Anybody? You're like, there's, you're like, there's no wood in the game, yeah, man. Nobody has it. Move on. And, and next yeah. time they come around, they'd ask the same thing over again. I'm like, oh. So it just, <laughs> it was one of those, like, it's, like this game should not take this long. It's a pretty At good point. At that point, 
Yeah. At that point, you're like looking for oil springs. So it'll like, you can get the oil going, uh, produce that way you could get what you need faster. Or the fisherman of Catan's another great one to throw around the edge. Yep. Um, but yeah, Catan, I, I just, I don't get tired of it. Um, I'm kind of mad that they keep changing the artwork though, because now I have the artwork from fourth edition or whatever. Now they're on fifth edition. So all the new expansions now don't match my artwork. And I'm like, yeah, I still have the, still have it when it was called Settlers. Uh, oh yeah, yeah. Mine, that's what mine says. Settlers, yeah. And all the new sets are are so different from what I have. We still oh, play yeah. it every now and then, but it was for a while. It got pretty tired because the kids loved it, and it would, the games just lasted. They just drug out. Yeah, I I honestly can't tell you last time I played it. Uh, one of my best friends is like, I'm playing Catan this weekend, and I'm like, well, I might have to, you know, if you didn't live in Chicago, I'd drive up. But you know, <laughs> I can't tell you the last time I played Catan. Um, yeah. Maybe I'll bust it out, try to teach my son. His first game that, uh, so he was three when he started playing, was King of Tokyo, and uh, never gone back. (laughs) That's a good one. Uh, Oh, man, that is like my go-to to to tell people, hey, you want to get your kids into the hobby, this is the game. Yeah. Don't buy any of these these junior games or my first blah, blah, blah. Just get King of Tokyo and have a kaiju monster fight. Yep. Yeah, they get to roll a whole bunch of dice. It's active. Yeah. I so funny story. My son's hands weren't big enough to hold all the dice to where you could like shake them. Right. So I went on Etsy of all places and found a PDF of a dice tower. I paid a dude like three bucks, emailed me the PDF. I bought foam core from the dollar store. And built him a dice tower so that his so he could just drop him down the dice tower, <laughs> um, so we could play more King of Tokyo. That's cool. <laughs> yeah, that's really cool. So, what would be your go-to thirty-minute game? Maybe Sushi Go. We play that a lot. Ooh. That's pretty quick. That's a lot of fun. That's a. Yeah, I mean, you I'm shocked you are the first person to say Sushi Go on my podcast. That is, that is a solid game. Yeah, I really like it. That is solid. I like. I can't tell you the last time I played Sushi Go either. Now I'm gonna go downstairs and play Sushi <laughs> Go. Now that's a good one. I like. I like the drafting and yep, the, the mechanic. Fun. It's it, like you said. It's fast. Um, it's it takes a few rounds to kind of get the hang of it. Yep. Because you got you got to pay attention to what you're passing. Oh yeah. And what you're and what, and what you're getting. You have to have a strategy. You can't just be pick what looks cool. <laughs> you got to be paying attention. <laughs> I mean, you don't have to be, but you definitely won't win. <laughs> right? Yeah, my kids just love that. You know, the moment of when they get to yell "sushi go" really loud, and you know, and, and yeah, and it's gotten so exaggerated where you're getting screamed at when, when they're when they're doing it. But it's great; they they love it. We'll never teach them secret Hitler. Yeah. Then they'll just be screaming, "You're Hitler!" And you're like. You should probably not be yelling that in the middle of the print. Yeah, let's not game. play that at the campground. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was, I don't know what that family over there is doing, but uh, <laughs> that's, let's not go near them. Little Jimmy, <laughs> away from that guy. Yeah, I don't think you should go over there, kids. Um, <laughs> so, do you have a guilty pleasure game? A game that you you love that you don't think it gets enough glory? I don't think so. I don't. Most of the games I play are well regarded. Uh, I, I I don't know that I have that I play a lot or that I love that you know are are not 
not common or not at least well regarded. <laughs> no, that's I mean that, that that's that my wife's probably happy you said that cuz that's one less game I'm going to go buy. So Yeah. So uh, we already kind of talked that you're a Kickstarter backer for sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, are you a Kickstarter creator? No, I've never, I've never done a Kickstarter. I've never created a uh, the, the Meeple shirts. The site that you know, so that that we own, we didn't uh, wasn't started by us. Uh, but the guy that started it, Justin, um, he he used he used uh, Kickstarter to to start the site. Um, so he put out his first like six designs and did a Kickstarter and got enough orders. And, um, you know, he was, he was having to go and pay somebody to print them. Whereas our advantage is we, we print them ourselves. So it's not a huge, uh, cost for us to put out new designs. Um, so the site was started by Kickstarter, but, um, I've never started a Kickstarter. I just, I just give, I give them my money. They've never seen, they've never sent me my money back. It's, it's a one way street. It's a good uh, good way to put it. Uh, I did run it. I've run a couple campaigns, um, but uh, I think I made more money from Kickstarter than I've spent. But that line's getting real close to crossing. <laughs> but now I got a couple coming up. Be probably either the end of this year or start of next year. With some more games. So MeepleShirts.com. I fell in love with the uh, coffee in board games and the beer in board games. Those are my two favorite. The other ones that drew my eye, but what really drew my eye in was the I'm always red, the I'm always green. Right, yeah. Because I started asking that question, I mean, not at the beginning of my podcast, it's it's one of the newer questions. And as you said about your wife, like, some people are very possessive of their oh, color. Yeah. And I think it's hilarious that you have shirts that are, you know, catered to those crazy people. But I also find... I play red and orange. Those are my colors. Yeah. So when I play Catan, I'm always, I'm, I'm, you know, stressing out. Do I play, do I play the red or the orange today? <laughs> but yeah, I, you don't really, you don't realize how many people it's like they gotta have their color. And so I think that that shirt drug uh, really is what drew me in was the ad on yeah. Facebook for the, uh, you know, I'm always orange or whatever it was. And I'm like, I'm gonna go check out this website. Mm-hmm. It's funny because those it wasn't our. I mean, it wasn't really our intent. We we didn't really predict this when we put them out. We just thought that that would be a good concept for a shirt, and we designed them and put them out. But it's the it, they're such good revenue drivers because typically it's one person in the family buying them, and they'll buy five or six, <laughs> so that their whole family has their color shirt. You know, it's not just like one gamer buying it; it's a Christmas present or or whatever. But they, they it's usually. Uh, getting the whole set or getting uh, four or five of them and distributing them around the family. Oh, I bet. Yeah, because for my son, he likes likes like a dark purple when it's available. Uh, that's why Fences has purple and not green. <laughs> my son did a lot of the playtesting for us and with us. So we put the, the purple in the game because we're like, it's our game. We can put our colors in there we want. And uh, he did a lot of work with us. So we put purple in the game for him. Yeah, he lo- like I said, he loves purple. That's his, his color. I, like I said, I got dragged over to your site, and I'm like, well, this is going to cost me some money. So <laughs> I had to figure out. I tried to just limit myself the first time to buy just one, and I did. But you guys have T-shirts, hoodies, long sleeve shirts. You have some Halloween ones going on right now, right? Yeah, yeah. We 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 take them off after Halloween, but uh, we put them up every 
every October. Um, they always sell. They always sell really well. We have a lot of mugs and uh, other items. We're trying to expand in that area, but the Halloween stuff does well. It's all you know, just simple meeples with with different designs. We're definitely trying. Our, our big initiative right now is to try to add things. You know, meeples are kind of the core of the brand, but to try to add some non-meeple designs. That's the biggest feedback we get. Is like, hey, I love board games. I'm a big gamer, but meeples don't necessarily do it for me. Can you just come up with something else? So, we have we we branch out there by kind of just going into the the role playing genre and doing some D and D style shirts. But meeples is is the brand, so that'll always be the majority of what we carry. I, I got to be honest, though the uh, the the zombie meeple is uh, pretty pretty awesome <laughs> <laughs> the ribs and the like the torn up arm and stuff right. cool well, yeah, I like... he, yeah i got that uh, i think i got an email from you because i joined your mailing list and all that good stuff so but yeah um i highly recommend going to meepleshirts.com and grabbing your favorite color shirt um check out the halloween ones got a vampire a devil some orange monster i like the witch one too that's a really creative one i like the pumpkin with the cutout of the meeple yep mm-hmm. who, who does your designs we have three in-house designers um they, they all you know are employees of the company they're either working for you know uh, i have one that's you know very talented illustrator and graphic designer and then two that are are primarily graphic designers um the guy that makes a lot of the meeple shirt stuff is named zach donnelly um, he, he definitely, he did every one of the Halloween stuff cause he's, he is very big into just you know, anything Halloween and creepy. Um, <laughs> he's, he's all over it. That's, that's his passion. But everybody that works for me, um, except for one person used to work for me at superhero stuff. Uh, so they're pretty much just following me from one place to another. And they all like this stuff. They're all board gamers. They're all comic book readers. They're all, you know, they're all into the same thing. So it's. It's really cool. Uh, it's a really fun, you know, fun place to, to sit around and work because everybody is. Oh, it sounds great. Fun. Yeah. Do you have a uh, Thanksgiving line ready to hit the uh, shelves in or the website in, th- in uh, November? We might. Yeah, we have a few few things for Thanksgiving and then a whole bunch for Christmas. Oh, I bet. I bet. Some elves, some reindeer, yeah. Santa. Christmas tree maple. <laughs> yeah, we have an ugly, an ugly Christmas tree sweater T-shirt uh, of all kinds of maple and board game pieces and all kinds of stuff <laughs> we're going to put out there. Well, I will definitely be keeping my eye out on your website and on the email for that. Again, MeepleShirts.com. You have drinkware, some limited uh, home decor stuff. As yeah, well, and right? we have socks. We have meeple socks that we we, we actually oh. sell a lot of those. There's a lot of people that just buy our, you know, goofy socks with meeples all over it. And... Well, I didn't see those, so <laughs> I love crazy socks. So I feel like my next order is going to have to include a uh, yeah. pair of meeple socks. Yeah. I don't have, you know, I think the only like the nerdiest like I do have Geekway to the West, which was the uh, board game convention here in St. Louis just last week. Uh, I have their little Geekway logo on some okay. socks. I may have to uh, add some board game socks <laughs> to you guys. Oh, my gosh. But, yeah, I mean, uh, I love to reach out, find people that do the, that outside part of the, the industry, right? Like I had 
you know, you with your t-shirt shop. I had somebody with their Etsy shop with cross-stitch designs. So, oh, cool. You never know when you're going to run into another fellow nerd. And uh, we got to talk to this guy about meeple shirts. I've been very lucky to be able to not only like to to start businesses that also embrace hobbies. You know, and it's not just because I get to work within that hobby, but it's such a great excuse to keep it. And that, you know, my wife always says I collect hobbies more than I, because every time she turns around, I have a new hobby. But then I can like, well, I'll start a business to support it. Yeah, sure. I mean, yeah, yeah, I, you know, I love board games, too. Um, I've got a board game podcast, obviously. Uh And then I've got the board game company that my business partner and I, we've got fences out there we're getting ready to launch one where that we decided a friend of mine he had a game we licensed it so we're going to push out his game at the end uh, like i said end of this year beginning of next year called shark hunt so that'll be an exciting time so we're going to be at that game then we got a couple 18 card games of our own that we're uh, excited and then got another big full-on base game that we're hoping to put out middle of 2022 so that's awesome that's really exciting <laughs> It's something. I'll <laughs> tell you. You said you haven't run a Kickstarter. Uh, my biggest advice there is don't. <laughs> I'm sure it's nerve wracking. Oh man, it is. Whew, it's a lot of work. There's just things that you know. You you make a lot of mistakes on your first one, and you think, "Oh, I'll fix that on the second one." And then you make different mistakes. You're like, "Well, I didn't make these mistakes last time." Well, it's because you made these other ones first. So, you know, that's about. <laughs> That seems to be how uh, it goes. You just keep making new mistakes, which don't repeat the old ones. Well, Brian, I want to thank you for being on my show today. If anybody wants to reach out to you, how can they do that? Brian at MeepleShirts.com is probably the easiest way. Yep. Just go to MeepleShirts.com. Hit contact us. That's what I did. Yeah. (laughs) It's going to go right to me. (laughs) It's it's so easy. Uh, And then if you want to reach out to me, it is eatlunchandboardgame at gmail.com or facebook.com slash eatlunchandboardgame. And remember, board games build bridges. Stay in tune with all things sports around Indiana and the nation with the Crash Course Podcast. Each week, we tackle the big storylines from the world of the Colts, Pacers, and the Indiana College scene, while also keeping a pulse on the nation. We record live weekly at twitch.tv slash 3C Media and can be found on YouTube, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, wherever podcasts can be heard, you can catch the Crash Course Podcast. When you're gaming, why not be comfy? Go over to supportplayer.org. Click on the cards, pieces, and dice to get some merch. These t-shirts are some of the most comfortable I have ever worn. That's supportplayer.org, and there's a link on eatlunchandboardgame.com.